If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says, save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat up old running shoes, Sierra says, save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now, go. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Comedians Playing Fantasy Premier League podcast with me, John Richardson. And me, Matt Ford. This is the podcast where we follow the highs and lows of the FPL teams of some of the country's funniest people. A little later on, we'll be catching up with Joe Wilkinson and hearing about how he did in game week three. But first of all, let's talk about us, Matthew. It's week four of the Premier League season. Already, it's a week with no matches, which is, of course, good news if you're an Arsenal fan and even better news for fans of Notting Hill Forest, the FPL side currently managed by Matt Ford. Uh, you have lost your third consecutive week of FPL. Not just to me, of course, this podcast thrives on the competition between you and I, but you've you've broadly lost it with yourself and the league. Talk to me about how you're feeling this week, Matt. Absolutely dejected, because <laughs> obviously... <laughs> keep going. This is what I keep telling myself. The team that I put out of the weekend had Fernandes, Salah, Kane, mm. who I captained, Maguire and Robertson. And, and I had none of those people. And, I mean, that by any measure, you would say, that has to be one of the highest scoring teams in the FPL. But Kane, who I captained, got a yellow card and didn't score or get an assist. Tell us how many points you got for your captain this week. Two. Two points on Kane. Are you rot? I got 38 points. The average was 54. Just to give you an idea of what happened in the league, I'm off the bottom of the league, but that's because below me is Sean Walsh, who got 19 points. Just above him and below me is Romesh Ranganathan with 28 points. I'm not sure how much admin he's doing on it. I'm basically, Sean's only just come into the league. So really, of the founder members, really, I am bottom. In the yes. Listen League, we've got 3,000 people in there. I'm 2,892nd. I've plummeted nearly really 400 places. That's really low down, isn't it? It's so, nearly bottom. It's basically bottom. It's terrible. So, I, I, you know, I've had so much grief this week, and I've made more changes. Oh, how many? Like, as in cost me points changes or used another chip changes? It cost me points. It's cost me oh 20. My. It cost me 20. Oh, my <laughs> God. So you're going to lose next week as well. Well, be, well, listen to this. Because the thing is, I just can't... The, you know what, John? My philosophy in life is you don't stand by on the other side of the road. No, if you see a car crash, drive into it. Right off your own car. I'm not a man of inaction. I just can't sit there and watch the world go by. I want to do something about it. So I'm not just going to sit here in charge of an FPL team, paralysed with fear. Oh, this is just wonderful to hear. Because can I be very honest with you? Yes. 
I think you've had an exceptionally bad week. And I've had a very good week, two weeks in a row now, because I don't have any of these players. So what's happened in the last two weeks? Salah, Fernandez, Kane have not... I mean, collectively between them, maybe 20 points yeah. over the two games. It's yeah. not been good. Over the course of the season, there is no question those players come good. And at the moment, those of us who don't have them in our team have been able to smugly say, look what I got for Mikel Antonio. Look what I got for Trent Alexander-Arnold. But this week, I had a real fear. Right, the game's up now. I need to somehow get one of these players into my team in the next two weeks, and I don't have the funds to do so. And genuinely, this week was about to use my wild card. Because what I know is we've got... I've got two weeks to stew on this now. I've got two weeks to look at the fixtures to look at who's got a big home game coming up. Do I get Lukaku in? Do I get Salah in? I was genuinely going to use my wildcard. But to hear you say you've panicked and made more changes, yeah. and to know I'm going into the next game week with a 20-point lead yeah. is absolute music to my ears. So we'll come on to the changes you've made. Yes. Let's just enjoy the reaction to this week. Um, so uh, we've had uh, tweets from Tracy Jones, who says, even I've got more points than you, Matt, and all I know about football is what I pick up on a Saturday afternoon. Uh, I saw that predicted, tweet. Yeah. I saw that tweet. You know what started happening? We need to deal with this. The official yeah. Premier League Twitter feed has started trolling me. <laughs> We're not even affiliated. They've just started getting involved. They backed her up on that, saying, oh, Tracy's yes. research, and then three greater than signs. So yes. people are just getting lucky against me. And it's too early. This is like saying, st- stop the count. Uh, Finton predicts that you're going to be doing the forfeit all season. So this is not about him saying, you know, you might pull it together. He says all season now, three out of four weeks, you will be doing the forfeit. If, if, if I do have to do the forfeit every, every, forfeit every week, then I will do it. I will do it. I submit myself to the democracy of the Comedians FPL format. And, uh, you know, I shirk no challenge. I fear oh, no but, foe. I mean, at what point are you going to break? Like, at the moment, and let's be clear, you haven't actually done any of the forfeits set to you. But let's say we're getting to Christmas, fixture congestion. Mm. You've done, let's say, by then 10, 10 to 12 forfeits. Talk to me about how that meltdown is going to play out. Will you walk off the podcast? Will you refuse to do any more forfeits? Will you just join the podcast crying from Trafalgar Square naked on the fourth plinth saying, don't tell me I've already done it. I know I'm a loser. <laughs> I just soldier on, John. You know me. I um, I have resilience and I will find it. And I, I mean, the crucial point is I hope I'm not going to be doing it every week. And obviously the narrative so far has been set that I'm the kind of forfeit boy. Um, yeah. And that's fine for now. But um I'll just accept it. You've got to get on with life. You know, the highs, the lows. You have to treat those triumph and disaster, those two imposters, just the same. And at the moment, I would love to meet the imposter called Triumph because <laughs> I have no idea what it looks like. Snigzy uh, says on Twitter, and you know Snigzy. things are bad when you're getting abuse from someone called Snigzy. He says, John Richardson has Matt Ford in his pocket again this week. And, and in theme with the podcast, suggests a new chip. He says, may I suggest a new chip, which is if your team is as bad as Matt Ford's, you get to start again for free. Okay. This is just, this is, I'm just a pinata for these people. I'm just dangling <laughs> from a branch, getting whacked by Snigsy and all his pals. And, yeah. and again, that's fine. You know, for now, it seems like that's what I'm here for. Um, but I'm not just going to sort of swing there 
and and just you know spill sweets every time people want to vent their anger on my torso. Uh, you know, I'm a human <laughs> being, and I'm not just here to be a, a, a punch bag for for these yobs. Are you turning to sweets? If I were to uh, whack your belly with with the stick, what would come out at the minute? Well, as we know from last week's episode, stuff will come out, but it will come out. Um, <laughs> it will come out of my butty. And it won't be sweets. Well, it might have been sweets at one point. It won't be sweets when you see it. Um, so to, just to briefly sum up my week, yes. um, I scored 80 points this week. That's that's just over double. Uh, I was going to ask, scored. but I, you know, it, it hurts me to... Do you want to ask and we'll say. put it in the edit so I don't look so smug? Or oh, no, 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 no. I, th- yeah. I think that natural smugness should, should breathe. I just think all things need balance, and it just becomes an unpleasant podcast to listen to if we just focus on the abject misery of your yeah. performance. First two weeks, I found it funny. Even I, this week, as your rival, I started <laughs> to feel really sorry for you. I started Did to you? really think... Yeah, because you've used your wild card. You've picked a good side. Mm. You're actually now to the point where I think, are you so powerful that you're able to ruin the careers of athletes in their prime? I mean, Mo Salah and Fernandes just haven't been the same. We all know what's happening with Harry Kane, but you know there was nothing wrong with those guys before you put them in your squad. So are you now jinxing the careers of professional footballers? The curse of comedians FPL. No, 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 no. The curse of Matt Ford. Don't turn this into a big... There's nothing wrong with our league. People are thriving in this league. Ian Sterling still going strong at the top. Emily Dean has proved an absolute force over recent weeks. Stormed up the table. Russell Howard's still doing well. In fourth, of course, we find John Richardson, who had a bad first week, but has really come strong in the last two. So the curse is you, mate. Yes, but I was thinking of... I was trying to make it alliterative, thinking perhaps of a feature. The curse of the comedian's FPL. I know what you were doing. You were trying to pass the buck. I take responsibility for what happens at Notting Hill Forest. The the buck absolutely stops the me, and and so it seems, too, does any accruing of points. I was going to ask you about your team. I don't want you to think I was being rude. Um, So, John, tell us how lucky you got this week. Well, I mean, is it luck or is it skill? We simply can't decide. I think, uh, I, I think we can decide, and people know it's luck. I take no pride in this. I'm not. I'm you know. I'm not a scout. I'm not out there. You know, watching the under twenty threes. I drafted in Antonio this week. Anyone with half a brain cell knows that's a player on form. They were at home against a, a side struggling. I captained Antonio. Bang, twenty two points okay. already. I've only got a dribble to beat Matt Ford this Quick week. Quick question. Yeah. What do you mean you drafted him in? I transferred him last week. He was my he was my free transfer. Okay. So I took out Firmino, who, you know, at the start of the season I thought Liverpool, you know, he's their established striker. He's got, you know, great support behind him. I didn't predict the the uh, form of uh, Jota. I didn't think that was going to happen. I, I stuck with him because he carried on scoring even though he was coming off but you know, the bench. But I thought that that can't continue. I drafted him so I knew he was going to score. He did score. 22 points, wallop. I didn't want to have Salah and Fernandez. We've discussed this. I consider myself an artist of the game. I thought the weakness of Harry Kane will mean that Son Heung-min has to step up. Son's my big midfielder. Bang, 10 points. Oh, you got that so right. That's a fantastic piece of judgment. It pains me to Thanks, say this, mate. John, but that is exceptional football judgment on your part. That's really good of you to I, say. I almost feel physical pain in my guts and anus <laughs> when I say it. <laughs> 
Right, well, oh. give us a running commentary on Uranus as I discuss uh, Jack Grealis um, <laughs> continues to, to feature. There will come a point, I'm not going to lie to you, he may get the chop. Once Man City start playing in the Champions League and I start to think he's going to get rested, you know, they've, you know they, they continue to strengthen that side. There's going to be rotation. At the moment, you can't not play someone you've paid £100 million for. There might come a time when I get rid of him. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin up front has scored every week so far. You'd be a fool not to pick Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Uh, Patrick Bamford, I knew he was going to get off the mark eventually. That proved to be this week at Burnley. Who, And I've got to say credit to Burnley this week. You know, that's a lovely football pitch. There was clearly a football on the pitch and they resisted the urge to play football for so long. You know, it's one of the best wrestling performances I've ever seen from a side in the Premier Ooh, League. Ooh, take that, yeah. Dai Chi, if you're listening. Yeah, Sean. Um, and then and then just a back three. And, and this is where I'm going to... I, it's not for me to be a coach here because, A, I want to beat you and I want you to suffer. Mm-hmm. But I feel I have to just proffer some advice Yeah, that... You you're naming a lot of defense. I mean, you went with a you went with a single forward this week, yeah. and in terms of the structure of FPL and where the points come from, I want to ask you whether it might be worth considering, perhaps naming a second striker. Very few managers in the FPL go to squeeze out a one-all draw. A number of people have said, "Why are you playing a back four? And it's a very good point. And to be honest, until now, I hadn't really thought of it like that. My my main thought was. I had Davis who was injured and I wanted, I thought Traore would get more points than more pay. Therefore I played with a, don't forget my midfielders, Fernandez and Salah in it. And then I've got Kane up front. So you effectively, that's having three strikers really, or, or should have been. Are you looking at the fixtures? Are you going as far as saying, yes, I've got Fernandez, but they're away at Wolves who are a good side. Yes, I've got Salah, but they're playing Chelsea. So Salah's not going to get the free reign that he wants. Or are you just looking at the big names and saying, well, that's 30 points in the back? I kind of think of the big names. You know, the problem is, when I think ahead to that stuff and I start thinking, oh, who they play next, I start to doubt myself. Mm. And then I pop off You've got every right to. I think you should. I think you should. I think, if anything, you're not doubting yourself enough. Okay, so here are the changes I've made. I made big, big changes this week. So, Edison in goal has gone. Raya wow. from Brentford comes in. To save money? Yes. For, you're, for, you're for, otherwise for, dropping a keeper whose who's team have won 5-0 for the last two weeks in a row. Yes. So this is yeah. all in the pursuit of those big points. Because the temptation is when you lose this, go, well, Edison got me six points, and that's mm. in my second highest, third that's highest. more than your captain. Right. I mean, if you'd have captained him, you'd have probably gone up the league about five positions. Didn't even think of that. Anyway, okay. he's gone now. So <laughs> I wish him well with a tear in my eye as I realise <laughs> I just knifed the wrong man. But I'll have to live with that to my dying day. So Edison, who it turns out, damn it. Anyway, he's gone. He's gone. And we all have to adjust to that. Maguire. I mean, the more I explain this, the thicker it sounds. Who yeah. was my second highest scoring player last week? Has gone. Yeah. To be replaced with Sanchez from Spurs. Okay. Um, Pereira has gone. In fact, he was my third highest. <laughs> right. But this is all about last week. So this is all in yeah. the pursuit of these two big brown here in midfield. Go. Off. Yes. So a good the- call. So here are the big changes Antonio comes in. Big, yes. So I now have Fernandez, Salah, Kane, and Antonio. 
read it and weep. Um, yes. Ben Rama comes in, high-scoring West Ham midfielder. In order to sort of do that deal, um, I got rid of Davis and brought in Dennis uh, from Watford, and um, that, that's basically it. So some so big heavy on there. a front five now. Talk me through that front five: Ben Rama, Antonio, Salah, Fernandez, and Kane. Yeah, Wallop. massive. But I now think I might just have to hold mine over that because I just thought twenty points. The thing is, when you're at the bottom. I kind of think you've got to just roll the dice. There's no question that you now have a stronger attacking side than you had. But let me put into context those transfers you've made, that 20 points you've spent. Mm -hmm. Over the first three weeks of FPL, you have scored 113 points. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's half your total for this week. More than half what you scored this entire week, you've jettisoned next week. So your total now is 93. That puts you behind Romesh yeah. and only just ahead of Sean Walsh, who, let's be honest, joined late and is not playing the game. Okay. I don't want to go all John Maynard Keynes, but you've got to yeah. borrow to invest. You've got to speculate yeah. to accumulate. So I've, I've borrowed to invest. I've incurred those sunk costs in order to, in the long term, have a better product. And I think that is the correct decision i'm serious about winning this league i don't want to be in a relegation fight yes so i really want to do well i genuinely still have ambitions to to get near the top i and already it, i kind of think i probably won't catch emily dean ian sterling or russell Howard, but i really want to catch you okay so you've written off the top three but you think you might get fourth if i finish fourth that will be i deserve manager of the season award for that that would be oh, an incredible absolutely. turnaround. That would be that would represent astonishing acumen, progress, and success. Uh, and and just for the narrative and for what it would mean to this podcast, I hope that happens. I am sickeningly confident that it will not. Um, forfeits. Yes, you haven't yet done one. The yes, bumbag. I, I did the first one. And stood on the park and in a book out like an idiot. You stood in the park in front of nobody pretending to give a book to a bush. There is there still not... a virus out there. You can't just walk down the street. Like I some think Egypt. Given how, given how badly you've done, I actually look out. back at those forfeits now and think it's not enough. You well, haven't been punished enough. You have to remember the forfeit isn't just hand out a photo of yourself, is it? The forfeit is risk getting knocked out in the street. Yes. You want me to get punched in the face? I, I don't want that. Not till um, the end of the season. You know, if I'm bottom at the end of the season, then maybe maybe that's what it comes down to. I just stand in a field and you chuck darts at me or something or whatever. We I'll hold my hands up and say I haven't. I haven't sent you any chilies this week because you know I wasn't sure I was going to do quite as well as I did. Um, and, and, and yeah, I've been focusing on my team. Well, you know um, what? I'm happy to go double forfeit for next week's show. Tri- triple forfeit. <laughs> triple. So <Okay>. there'll be... <sighs> uh, and that's, let's be honest, assuming that you recoup a 20-point deficit next week, which, you know, in, in itself would be quite something. Although doable, you know, you, you captain the right player. You, yep. you can be looking at a big haul there. Um, we know, of course, the curse of Matt Ford means now that none of those players will start. Um, Say Ben Rama will get shingles or something. Um, that really so- does happen, though. People, you know what? If this just starts to play out, mate, 
be careful running your mouth and trying to cross me with your little forfeits. <laughs> because I haven't got the power to, to neutralise talents like Kane, Son of Fernandes, etc. Imagine what I could do to a little ant like you. So next week you will be doing the signed picture in an outfit of my choosing. You'll yes. be doing the Chili Challenge live on the podcast. And I yes. think what I'll get you to do is read out the league from top to bottom. Uh, whilst, because we get a lot of requests to see the full league. So mm-hmm. I think next week you should read the full league from top to bottom whilst eating hot chilies. Hang on, the, the, the comedian's one or the listener one? Oh, that's a really good point. No, you don't get me to this 3,000 people in it and it's growing every week. I can't read all that out. Okay, well, just the, just the comedian's just one. Just the comedian's then. one. Um, and then there's this week's forfeit still to set. Yes. How, uh, do you want to set the forfeit? It's, it's starting to feel like abuse now because, you know, you're just not going to win. You're 20 points behind already. Well, I, I just think, you know what? I think I'm going to have to just take it and I think we do like a double chilli challenge. Uh, and how would that work? So chilies throughout the podcast. Yeah, different of of increasing strengths. Okay, okay. I'm going to get online now and do some pretty serious shopping. I've seen a thing called the One Chip Challenge, um, made with the world's hottest chili reaper. Where do you get this from? Yeah, I'm I'm on the dark web. Oh my word! I don't know how these guys get this stuff delivered, but uh, put it this way: I think it'll be arriving in the middle of the night, and you'd do well to answer your door on the first knock. Not if it's the Reaper. So I'm going to send you that, and I'm going to send you some other stuff as well okay. to do throughout next week. Um, okay. I accept it. I accept, I accept it like a man, and I will do it. And I will film it, you know, because nothing says uh, hit new podcast like filming yourself weeping, eating food. Yes. So let's catch up with uh, Joe Wilkinson. We asked last week about Money in the Bank. Um, and, and the current leader in terms of replies is uh, uh, FPL Bits, who has a staggering £6.8 million in the bank of his account, which is remarkable to me. That's You could get Rafinha, you could get Ben Rama, you could just about get Chris Wood with that money, who scored this week, um, as, as we've discussed in, in a game that really should be investigated by the police. Um, but I, I can't... It, I can't even entertain the logic of having £6.8 million in the bank. They're just showing off. One man who will salute £6.8 million in the bank, and indeed he's planning to put more in his bank account and less on the pitch, is Hemorrhoid Wednesday manager Joe Wilkinson. Let's find out what he made of his game week three. Uh, Hello, Matt. Hello, John. Um, Just uh, sort of say hello and... uh... Give you a little update of how I thought my week went. Um, happy-ish. Uh, well, I was very happy with how my points until I had a little gander at how everyone else had done. Sort of saw that Ian Sterling had done well. Sort of logged off straight away, really. Um, Rumours flying around that for the Captain Kane. Dear Lord. Um... I believe that, you know, the Salah Fernandez people are sort of still doing all right. Um, yeah, if, if, if that's how you want to win it, by, you know, having both those players, fine. But where's the where's the sense of achievement? That's all I'm saying. Um, I plan to transfer out 
one of my more expensive players for a cheaper player to bag another couple of million in the bank. Um, but I'll let you know how that goes. Um, all right, see you later, boys. That was Joe Wilkinson, manager of Hemorrhoid Wednesday. Of course, this week saw transfer deadline day. And as we record this, Harry Kane has put out a statement, John, explaining mm. his decision to stay at Tottenham Hotspur. And in that statement, he says this. Anyone involved in the football industry knows the ins and outs. And I was calm with the situation. It was between me and the club. When you know the truth and you know what is going on, your conscience is clear. Oof, that doesn't, it's not a good statement, is it? I mean, it's more like a Facebook status, isn't it? Yeah. I know the truth. Real mix <laughs> together, yeah? Oh, what's happened to Harry? I mean, you never, ever... I, I can't think of a single situation where it's good to see a footballer reference knowing what the truth is. I can't imagine a circumstance in which that would clear things up. A footballer saying, yeah, well, I know the truth. I mean, that's a really bad situation. It's just I, I genuinely cr- still wouldn't have him in my sight. But also, if you know the truth and you know what's going on, then tell us, Harry. Don't stop bragging about knowing the truth. I know what really happened. Well, tell us then. We're all here, mate. Yeah, we all know what really happened. You really wanted to go to Manchester City and your club wouldn't let you. There's no sort of there's no sort of yeah. great con going on here. Yeah. Imagine if you did say, the truth is I was chosen for Notting Hill Forest and the curse of comedians FPL. <laughs> what it has done is it sort of, I mean, Spurs have gone on the radar again of, it now looks like they've done this great job of keeping hold of Harry Kane. Which they when have. Actually, they have done, but they haven't strengthened around him as much as they might. And you've seen this week, Cristiano Ronaldo returning to Manchester United. Dan James is finally where he belongs at Leeds United, which is infuriating because it's cost us another £10 million to buy a player that Manchester United have basically just... It's like people are not into wine selling on a vintage wine. Saying, oh, we had that. I found it in the cellar. I don't even like wine. <laughs> just put it down there. I only got it from co-op and now it's worth £10 million. Yes, that's yeah. uh, that everyday occurrence. People selling on vintage wine when they don't know anything about vintage wine. You tell me a better analogy then. What else could could go up in value by £10 million over a couple of years, you turd? <laughs> go on then. Another the footballer. A you can't house? say it's like a footballer. Oh, that thing of selling. Do you, do you know wine. what a simile is? Man you can't say, oh, well... That thing of that thing of that footballer increasing in value reminds me of that time a footballer increased in value. <laughs> I, I mean, you've written a book, man. Trying to some new stuff. Trying out some new stuff for me, new tour. So, uh, have you ever noticed? You, uh, can you relate to this? You know, when you buy a load of vintage wine and uh, you, you don't really know the value of it, so you sell it on a, an up-down price. I mean, you are uh, an absolute. I, I, I've stashed my seventh home full of vintage wine, as I'm sure you, you can are relate. Steaming. To. People know about wine being expensive without having to indulge in it themselves. You prick! I can't wait for your next tour. Yeah, you, you see that thing about Dominique Raab, yeah, when he's saying he should have come back off his holidays. That reminds me of a time when I got in trouble at work because I didn't come back off my holidays. <laughs> You're listening to Similes with Matt Ford. <laughs> yeah, when that Prime Minister got sacked, it reminded me of the time when before that a Prime Minister got sacked, you know. You're just saying the same thing. You don't have to indulge in the purchase of vintage wine to understand that wine is something that people buy at an inflated value. I, You know what I do with wine, John? I drink it. In fact, 
you and I had a drink last week, and it was wonderful. But a, a, basically, a long walk, and we went to a few pubs on the way. We did. I um, it's not quite an incident, but on on the train on the way back to London, Ooh. um, they were um, <laughs> they were doing. You know, you get. I'm now going to sound like a prick. In first class, you get. Ah, <laughs> you picked the wrong time for this anecdote. You get. Yeah, excuse me. Is this the best vintage you have? I mean, on the way up, I was given a Malbec, which, let me honest, wasn't great. What's his cab have at room temperature? Anyway, they do. When they, uh, when they change the trolley car at Doncaster, will you be bringing on Verve Clicquot? Or is this what I'm expected to put up with on the whole journey? Anyway, they, they, anyway. they do a few nibbles. You get Will I get to meet the driver? <laughs> you get... Um... You get a sort of sandwich, crisps, that sort of thing, cup of tea. Anyway, I get on. I get, you know, they say, I'll come to the front of the train to get your food. You're like, oh, man, school dinners. Anyway, so go to the front. Bring it to me. I'll have the cheese sandwich and the cup of tea, crisps and the chocolate brownies. Then I sit down and eat it. And we go to a couple of other stops. Then, about half an hour out of London, the guy just comes around with a massive basket of bacon sandwiches. Going, anyone like a bacon sandwich? I was like, amazing. They've got leftovers. Oh, Bruce Bogtrotter is going to get second quality, right? <laughs> as he's approaching me, and, and I've got me back to him because of the seat I'm sat on, I'm sort of in my mind going, should I have one? It's a bit greedy, isn't it? You know, everyone saw me get up and go and just get it an hour ago, and now I'm going to sort of, I was like, well, look, if they're giving it away free, I don't like waste, you know. Then I was thinking, I've got gout, should I really be eating bacon? I was like, well, you know, it's the weekend. Anyway. He's not like a bacon sandwich. It's quite, you know, it's a loud thing on a train. It's a quiet carriage. And I just tried to sound flippant. I tried to make it sound like I hadn't been mulling it over. I went, oh, oh, bacon sandwich. Um, yeah, go on, go on. He went, oh, you've already had some food, haven't you? <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have, yeah. He went, sorry, mate, this has just been rubbing eaten already. Oh, my God. It's so loud. Oh, do you think he listens to the podcast? Do you think he knows you don't deserve anything? Oh, Maybe. sorry, mate. You captained Harry Kane, didn't you, for the first week? Good point, actually. I did do my forfeit this week. That counts, doesn't it? I went without that bacon. That does not count. Being disgraced in public for your gluttony on the train after you've berated me for a perfectly <laughs> cogent reference to then tell an anecdote about trying to get your second free meal on your first-class ticket on a journey of less than two hours... You are a snake, my friend. <laughs> I dread that happening on a train with booze where sometimes I'm travelling for work and they book you a first-class ticket and you think at yeah. some point they're going to tell me that that's enough booze and then I'm going to get very, very shame-faced. But luckily, they never have. And I continue to turn up to work wasted, uh, which I think is clear from anyone who's seen me. Yes, and I should add, it had been booked for me from work. I mean... I yeah. probably would have travelled first class anyway. I shouldn't let myself off the hook. But on this occasion, it had been paid for by someone else. And I wanted to do justice to that act and get as much food and time sure, as possible. Sure, you're a man of the people. Just a tip, if you're ever travelling in first class, um, I, I mean, it was a, a one that served me well, um, particularly on a long journey, is to just do the old... <laughs> so when the drink's trolley comes around, goes, ooh, and sort of peruse it. Because they'll often ooh. go, oh, have one of them and one of them if you want them. And you go... Um, Oh, I'll have a red wine. And then they pour the red wine. And you go, oh, we should have had a beer now. Sometimes they go, oh, I'll have a beer as well. And oh, you sort of set that up you. early. 
Oh, unbelievable. If you set that up early, if you say, oh, that red's nice, they'll sometimes go, I remember once on a train back from Darlington to London, God, just give me a whole bottle of red. Speaking as the guy two carriages on who says, oh, I'll just have a small glass of red. And he says, oh, sorry, mate, I've run out of red. <laughs> You're sat there, surrounded at the buffet table. Yeah. Sat there. You know when you get those red wine lips, like black lips, it looks like you've bitten a bat. Just sat there, just covered in pretzel dust. <laughs> I'll just come straight back. I'll just stay on, mate. Just take me back home. Well, that brings us on to obviously it's a it's a it's a gameless week this week. So we're all looking for things to keep us going uh, mm-hmm. in a quiet period. And Matt, I don't know if you've seen, uh, but Kevin Keegan is to host the Meat Management Meat Industry Awards <gasps> this year no, on the 9th of that. September at the Hilton Birmingham Metropole near the NEC. Now, you know, there's a lot of uh, talk of, you know, in these games without Premier League games, go and support your local non-league club. Perhaps we should be going to support Kevin Keegan at the Meat Management Meat Industry Award. So for those of you struggling without Premier League action this week, perhaps that's some, some way you could head. At what point in the night do you think Kevin Keegan, referring to sausages or steaks or whatever, will say, and I would love it, love yes. it, if we eat them on Saturday. <laughs> I don't want to think of Kevin Keegan in a kind of blood-spattered apron, or, or you know, <laughs> making macabre <laughs> jokes about executing lambs. Oh. That's a hell of an entrance at the I mean, that is a standing over. If he comes out in an apron, like sort of Fred Elliott, covered in blood, with a cleaver in each hand, saying, let's fucking do this. Then he he's walking onto a standing arm, right? <laughs> standing just, just fisting raw meat into his mouth. <laughs> and uh, finally, in 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 what's an unexpected round where we talk about dead things? Uh, did you notice this week that Wigan Athletic uh, had a minute's applause at halftime uh, for a fan uh, called Keith? Uh, who'd passed yep. away this week, who, who turned out to be a duck. Well, I don't think he turned out to be. I think they knew. I don't think it was sort of revealed as they mourned. Oh, my God. Turns out he was a duck. Just thought it was a really short bloke in fancy dress. I mean, he was or an actor. He was very good at it. I think it's lovely. I mean, how much a duck will have known he was supporting Wigan Athletic. Um, mm. How You know, you could extend that to perhaps other elements of their fan base. But um, I think... Fair play to them. You know, animals are important. And um, well, how did you feel about the duck then? Because you're, you're, you're a great animal lover. Did it, did it move you? Um, I, I think it was a nice touch. But yeah, I'm all for, uh, for recognising our um, animal friends with a minute's applause. And I think, you know, I think it's only a shame that these things don't happen while these animals are still alive. You know, I'd like, I'd like all clubs this weekend yeah. to take a moment to just applaud an animal of their choice. I'm going to slightly contradict myself now, actually. I, I mean, I think a duck... The ducks are pretty hostile, ducks and geese and swans. You know, they look lovely. Yeah. You don't want to get near them. You know, if, 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 that, if that duck would have been alive and those those men were, were applauding it, it would have gone ape. Uh, uh, would have come at them. It, it, it would have been... It would have treated them so badly. So, actually, I think, in a way, you know, if you could, what respect did that duck really have for them? I bet it blighted them. <laughs> 
But it crapped everywhere and never tidied it up. You really are a man who cannot follow an opinion through at the moment, are you? I mean, we've seen you've cashed in your wildcard chip. You've then made 20 points worth of transfers. You can't even agree with yourself on whether or not you're, you're happy about a duck dying or not. I mean, you're all over the place, Matthew. I've transferred my opinion of the duck out. And I, I transferred out a kind of soft-bellied <laughs> opinion and transferred in a kind of hard-edged realism about uh, our relationship with, uh, you know, uh, the, the ducks we share the planet with. I mean, remember when we used to live in Surbiton, we'd walk down to Kingston. You told me some terrible facts about ducks and how they mate. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. When did I we do were down that? By, I remember it specifically. We were down by Strada, and there's that little bit, I don't know what it is, where the, where the river cuts in down near Woody's, and you told me, you did, you told me that ducks are horrible when they mate. <laughs> you are, absolutely. <laughs> I'm telling you now. I've never in my life had to refute such. I don't even need to refute it because I'm not even annoyed that you're saying it. But I'm genuinely worried about you, friend. And I don't understand. I think you're now at the stage of grieving for your FPL success that you're lashing out at those closest to you and you're upset that the world could hurt you in the way it has. But it's manifesting as this baffling desire to humiliate those close to you by pretending that they tell you facts about the mating rituals of ducks. Okay, maybe it's by the trend. Maybe it wasn't that stretch of the Thames. It might have been down near Riverside Studios. What would I have told you about ducks mating? I don't know anything about ducks mating. Yeah, you do. You said that the men gang up, that they're horrible. Ah, just let me Google now. I'm telling you, man, you told me that ducks were horrible when they mated. It really put me off. The truth about ducks mating. Um, let's see what comes up. Ducks it's not pretty reading, mate. From most birds, in the fact that male ducks have a penis analogous with the mammalian or human penis, and the fact that ducks still <laughs> have a penis allows them to force copulation in ways that are unavailable to other birds. Unpaired males will attempt. Okay, ducks are disgusting, and I'm see? glad that duck was dead. And I think everyone at Wigan should have a long, hard look at themselves. It's time for hit the post. We've got a number of interactions. Interactions? Who am I? I'm like I'm at the Meet Awards. <laughs> Messages, emails. D- Darren McMullen's been in touch, John. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you'd like to read. Old friend Darren. Uh, yeah. Got in touch, of course, recently. His, his uh, title of his email this week is Help No Longer Required, which makes you feel good about yourself. Makes you think you've, you've genuinely helped a listener, and that's what we're here for. He says, hi, Matt and John. Having learned that Matt primed his wild card and went backwards... I now feel a lot better about myself. Kind regards, Darren McMullen. Still a fan of Darren? Um, less so. Let me put it this way. I prefer a duck. <laughs> I'd rather go for a pint with a gang of ducks than with you, Darren. It can be arranged. A good forfeit for this week. Do you want to have a pint with a duck if you lose <laughs> this week? You know <laughs> what? Just have a pint with yeah. a duck. Yeah, go on, then, yeah. Yeah, go on then. I'm happy okay. to set it up. I'll go down by the riverside with a can. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> moved on pretty sharpish, but yeah, I'm happy to try that. I'm happy to do surreal forfeits, mate. All right. Well, okay. you're not doing the other ones. Well, okay, so it's the chilli challenge, and if I'm <laughs> the next person has to have a pint with a <laughs> Oh, man. In a way, I want to lose, because I just think that'd be... Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> I'm now going back. Yeah. Do you know I, what? I actually, it's quite nice to do badly this week. 
<laughs> You're one of the worst players in FBL history. You're seven millionth out of seven and a half million in FPL. You have to cheat to sit there and say, do you know what? I'm so funny. If the, if, the, if, the, if, the, if, the, if the upshot of all that is that it means I get to have a pint with the duck, then that's a great, you know, in the end, you know, I, I, in a way I'd be winning, wouldn't I? Even though I know I've slagged ducks off. I'll yeah. find a nice one. I'll, I'll find one. I'll find a nice one. Have a pint with it. <laughs> I'm gonna have to Google where to find. Anyway, if I lose, <laughs> where um... to find a nice duck? <laughs> yeah. If you run a duck charity or a duck sanctuary, or if you know where in London <laughs> is a safe place, got a fit duck. <laughs> if you got a nice duck, did you say a fit duck? A fit duck, yeah. Or a thick duck? No, a fit duck. I don't want to go out with a thick duck. It won't understand bar etiquette. It won't have to get its rounding. I mean, they all look the same, don't they? Ducks? Oh, you can't say that, mate. Come when on. have you ever seen an ugly duck? I mean, I know there's a famous story about it, but actually <laughs> that was all about beauty being in the eye of the beholder and it turned out they were wrong. Yeah, it turned out to be a swan. Don't go for a pint with a swan. I think we're probably legally obliged to say that now, aren't we? If you listen to the podcast, Matt Ford is a specially trained alcoholic. He's used to being around animals. Please do not. Just think you can turn up and have a pint with a bird of your choice because it'll break your arm. Thomas has been in touch. He says there's yeah. a genuine goal assist combination of King E. Kong at Watford off the back of oh. Ings and Mings last week. What other combinations are there? Great, great question, Thomas. Well, tweet us at ComediansFPL or email us hello at cpfpl.com. And other ways you can join in with the podcast is, of course, we keep stressing it, to join the Listener League. There are a lot of you in the Listener League at the moment. Isn't that right, Matthew? There's a heck of a lot. Don't forget, if you want to join the league, go to Comedians FPL, at Comedians FPL on Twitter, and the details are on there. We've had a number of uh, pun-named teams. So we've got um, quite a few gone for food-based ones, right up my street. Uh, Cellini Con Carne from Dan Malia. Uh, Mm -hmm. Rayos Crispies from Sam Short. Oof. And uh, Ant Armstrong, tea and Busquets. Oh, I like that. That's very nice. Yeah. Uh, but for the fact that Sergio Busquets isn't in FPL. I'm not saying it's not a good pun. I'm just saying, you know, we, we would all change our pun name if the if the if if the remit was just anything ever, you know, a good pun. There has to be some sort of, you've got to have rules basically to know where the fun can exist. Well, I think that's funny. A few other people have gone for music-based teams. Connor Williams, Earthwind and Maguire. Yeah, fine, because Harry Maguire plays in the Premier League. Rory Milner. Now, I think this is brilliant, but I know why you're going to whine. Murder yeah. on Zidane's floor. Yeah, now, do you know where I'd put that? Go on. That's good enough that it doesn't matter that Zidane doesn't play in the Premier League. I that's agree. a wonderful, wonderful pun. George Bunton, wet-ass pookie. <laughs> What, what is that? Wet ass boogie. Oh, granddad, come on. What is that? Mate, it, oh, I can't believe I'm going to have to. Go on then, tell Cardi me. Cardi B, Cardi B. Yeah, I know Cardi's. <sighs> I don't I don't order them by letter. I just call it like the grey Cardi or the red Cardi. Okay, Cardi B is a pop star and yes. she has a song called WAP, which stands for wet ass P word. Panini? <laughs> well, sort of. I, mean, it's not... <laughs> I think I know where you're getting. Um, yeah. a, a, a cat. Yes, 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 yes. Wet-ass cat. Yeah, well, you know, I don't approve of that. 
um, on any them, level. What, of them being wet or them being sung about? Well, I, why is the ascot wet? Obviously, when the, people say like it's a wet ass thing, it's like saying it's a hot ass thing. It's not. It's not that she's so, the 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 wet bit really is that is the p words, not the a word. <laughs> I, I didn't know you'd be so coy about saying. Well, I don't want to say it now either, but that's purely because if I say sexual words, it might people feel sick. Well, I think it's the same for me. I don't, I don't think anyone is sat at home aching to hear me say that word. No. No listener to this podcast is going, go on, one of you say it. <laughs> well, they are now because we're both being such wimps about it. How would you describe like a spot that was leaking? I'd say it was oozing pus. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We have basically become the 13-year-old boys we were destined to become. Sitting around, talking about football saying rude words and having a laugh. And what a treat it's been. Thank you, Matthew. Thank you, John. Thank you all. That's all we've got time for today. Enjoy the solitude of a weekend without FPL. Remember to keep tweeting us at ComediansFPL with your ideas for game and season forfeits and emailing us hello at cpfpl.com with any of your FPL woes. And remember to like and subscribe the podcast. And just leave a five-star review. I mean, we're being coy about this, but that's the reality, isn't it? When we say, oh, leave a review, we mean... Give us a five. Yeah, I did it this week and I hate myself. And I flashed back to those early days at the Edinburgh Festival, just praying for anyone to give a shit that I exist. And I thought, hang on, I can write my own review here. I am the Guardian. I am the Scotsman. So I gave myself a five-star review. And do you know what? It felt good. Excellent. Good. So following John's lead. And don't just tap on the five. If you write one, it really just helps the show you know so join us next week we'll be joined by top of the table emily dean to see if she can save my fpl future goodbye bye